You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher. The mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, as always, we give a big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women listening around the world on American Forces Radio Network. Getting a little taste of home from the Spittin' Statistician, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me tonight on a Wednesday. Day, so hot that he sweats steam and Donnie Burns ding dong the triangle is dead in New York City Phil Jackson and the Knicks have decided to part ways we are going to get into why people in New York are so happy today in a little bit when we get into the cypher as always we're going to get into uh you know who to start to uh, win some cash in Major League Baseball tonight I'm also going to get into there was a lot of running in Washington last night by the Nationals by Trey Turner, and then some people were running their mouth as well, and they have since been DFA'd. We're going to get into that. As usual, I've been previewing team by team, giving you speeds and spotlight. We're in the AFC North this week, and yes, it is that day. We're doing the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to give you some reasons for hope. They are not the laughing stock of the NFL anymore, in my opinion, and I'm going to tell you why. We've also got the sports movie, greatest of all time, brackets going on for the first time in the in the. Uh, tournament so far we have a one seed in action it is in the football region Rudy is going up against the little giants and that reminds me if you want to get at me this episode so many ways you can do that here this hour on the fantasy sports radio network you can holler at me at 844-843-6879 you could also catch us on twitter at fntsy radio at spitting speed you want to ask me questions you want to follow me if you want to call in just to celebrate with me that we could ride with charles oakley and because phil Jackson is gone, even though the Frenchie is in place of Malik Monk or Dennis Smith. We're going to get into all that, and we're going to talk a little bit about it with my man, the love doctor, Donnie Burns, because we haven't gotten into why the Knicks decided to take a guy that was 19 years old, skinny, with a wingspan, just because he now is with the triangle, which is an obsolete shape right across the street at Madison Square Garden. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, Fantasy Freestyle. Come on, come back. Let's go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down this hour. Remember, you could get at me at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could also follow me, holler at me at Spitting Speeds as well. If you want to chop it up, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. But listen, I want to get into this Phil Jackson stuff. But first, we got to talk about Major League Baseball. These are the guys that are actually playing. These are the ways you can still actually make some money tonight. Listen, Carlos Rodon is returning for the Chicago White Sox and getting the start for the 
White Sox against the Yankees. He's coming off a 60-day DL, had that bicep injury, making his season debut. I don't think it's going to go long tonight, but someone to watch in season-long teams because, uh, you know, the skills were definitely there in years past. The Tigers have activated Victor Martinez from the DL. He had an irregular heartbeat going on for the last couple of weeks. Good to see that he is okay. On the flip side, though, the Yankees put Matt Holiday on the disabled He had that kind of bug, this virus. They don't exactly know what it is, but they are going to shut him down and send them back home for tests. Remember the Danny Echeverria trade uh, last week? It's clear that the Marlins are open for business, okay? They are now apparently are getting offers for relievers A.J. Ramos and David Phelps. It sounds like teams in the AL East, like the Yanks and the Bosox, might be looking at former Yank, maybe could be again Martin Prado. It looks like the Marlins are ready to sell whatever they can as they do not think they are contenders this year. The same may be able to be said for former Cy Young Award winner on Detroit, Justin Verlander. He has been dangled for a while. Now, I think he's going to wind up in the NL West if they do, in fact, move him. I've been saying for a while that the Dodgers were an option. What about the Arizona Diamondbacks as they continue to really look good? If you had the top of that rotation with Zach Greinke, you put Justin Verlander there as well. Then you got a guy like Godley in your three-hole. It could be worse for the Diamondbacks to try to sustain. And remember, we've been talking a lot about the return of Freddie Freeman. He's now put out a date there. He's targeting July 9th to return. Remember, when he does, he'll come back as a third baseman because they want to keep Matt Adams in the lineup. Now, last night... Remember, there was full 15 games on the night slate, and you had Max Scherzer out there. And I told you about his streak of the last six starts, striking double-digit guys. That streak was, in fact, broken. He only had six Ks and six innings, only gave up one, and still got the win. So he probably did pretty good for you. I gave you guys two guys. I said Dan Straley. He only gave up two runs, but did not have the K upside, only went five as well. And I said, watch out for James Paxton. I said he hasn't been as good in his return since his return from the DL, but it was a pretty tasty matchup. He struck out nine Philadelphia Phillies. He got the loss, but with seven innings, nine strikeouts, and only three runs, it was a quality start, so he still earned you some points. Tonight, listen... They broke it down on the DFS lineup lock show. And listen, you guys need to listen to the DFS lineup lock show. Benny Ricciardi, Tony Sincata. Tony Sincata absolutely gets it done. And I've been telling you for a while, Benny Ricciardi, he's not the OG. He's the 1099G because when you listen to him, you're going to be having to fill out 1099Gs. Between them, they hit for almost $10,000 last night. And my man, Benny Ricciardi, is going. He won the Miami qualifier. He's going to enjoy all-star weekend and my boy Aaron Judge in the home run derby that's why you got to listen to them that's why honestly just download the fantasy sports radio network app this way you get lineup lock you get fantasy freestyle you get bffs you get roto experts in the morning you get the fantasy black book you get i'm telling you and you get it all for free these guys were killing it last night gave you lineups that you could have won that cash i know they did so listen if you want to listen to them over me so be it but here's who i think you can take tonight if you want to zig when everybody else zags on the high end talent like Steven Strasburg and even you Darvish. The guy I like tonight, I'm going to give you two. 
First one at 8,400 on FanDuel, Marcus Stroman. Stroman against Baltimore. He has had a quality start in every home start he has had since the middle of April. I think he's just a good pitcher. The Blue Jays are minus 210 favorite tonight. I think you get a win at a Marcus Stroman and the Toronto Blue Jays. If you want to go even cheaper, I already mentioned him before at 8,100. I like Zach Godley against the Cardinals. Zach Godley has gotten 30 or more FanDuel points in six of his last seven starts. My man has a 253 ERA, a one even whip, and and he's basically striking out a guy per inning. So I think those are guys, if you want to try and save a little bit of money, Stroman at 8,400, Godley at 8,100. But I want to get into what happened last night. So, so many things were going on last night. First of all, what the Yankees were doing in their bullpen, Joe Girardi having confidence in Tyler Clippard. I was on Twitter with a bunch of people. It was absolutely crazy. It was as though... It really is. Shout out to my man, Howie Balaban. He was saying he was on some like major league. Remember Lou Brown when he was like, I know he hasn't been good these days, but I got a hunch he's due. That's what Joe Girardi was doing with Tyler Clippard last night. And, you know, ultimately, I guess it worked to my man, Glorious Joe out there on Twitter, who said ultimately, you know, it was Dylan Batantis who blew him. Maybe they should have left Clippard in. That was crazy in itself. But I want to get into what was going on in Washington. In Washington, there was a lot of things running, like I said, namely Trey Turner. Trey Turner, who now leads the major leagues with 32 stolen bases, had four stolen bases last night, and he did it in his first two at-bats. He tied his own Nationals team record for steals in a game. He had four. He did it in his first two at-bats. He is also the first person in Nationals history. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about also when they were at the Expos. I remember a guy named Rock Reigns who's going into the Hall of Fame this year. He is the first member of the Washington Nationals to have two seasons with 30 stolen bases. In its club's history in Washington. Here's the catch. Trey Turner only played in 73 games last year, and he's only played in 66 games this year. He already has 32 stolen bases, but here's the thing. The Nationals and Turner, they were exploiting a matchup that really has no equal in Major League Baseball, and it is Miguel Montero. This is a very interesting story. Check this out. Miguel Montero going into last night was 0 for 24 in terms of throwing out runners attempting to steal against him okay the Nationals stole Trey Turner's four and three others last night they stole seven bases against the combination of Jake Arrieta and Miguel Montero but here's the thing in Arrieta's previous 15 starts he'd only had eight stolen bases off him You gave him a start with Montero. He had seven bases stolen against them. Montero was 0 for 24 in terms of throwing base runners out. He is now 0 for 31 in terms of throwing base runners out. So get what Montero says after the game. And I quote, It really sucks because the stolen bases go on me. And when you really look at it, the pitcher doesn't give me any time. Now, if that's not him trying to throw someone under the bus, I don't know what is. And like I said, I got the stats. And, yo, shout out to my man Al Melchior also here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yo, the Nationals stole seven bases off Arietta last night. In his previous 15 starts, he had had eight stolen bases 
off him. And yet the catcher Montero is going to say that it's really on the pitcher, not on him. You know what else? One of Trey Turner's stolen bases was a delayed steal. And the second time he stole third base, the third baseman didn't even try to cover. Maybe it's on Arietta, but Montero is certainly now 0 for 31. And after a quote like that against Jake Arietta, he was designated for assignment today. So there was a lot going on in Washington. That's why Trey Turner is zooming up player Raiders, now leading the league with 32 stolen bases. So I definitely wanted to get into that. He's going to continue to run. Remember, Trey Turner has missed some time even this year. He is a viable bet to finish this season with 70, potentially 80 stolen bases. This guy is so fast. He's pulling off delayed steals. He's stealing third base in ways that... Like, you know, the opposing team is not even, is kind of almost giving it to him. He is going every time he's on base. The stadium and the opposing team knows it, and he is going anyway. Shout out to Trey Turner. Hopefully, uh, I know a lot of people got trade offers for him earlier in the season. I told you to hold on to him. Hopefully, you listened. When we come back, uh, me and Donnie Burns, the love doctor, we're going to get into this Phil Jackson news. We're going to get into the CP3 trade, and I'm going to talk about the Cleveland Browns and also two other football leagues going on. Come on right back. Fantasy Freestyle. Speeds and spat- st- 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 speeds and spitting statistician. Let's go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In case you didn't get that right, I am Speeds, the spitting statistician. Donnie Burns is the love doctor on the ones and twos, making it so hot that we sweat steam. And like I said at the top of the show, Donnie, ding dong, the triangle is dead. Isosceles, acute, it don't matter, obtuse, bring it all. Bring your Pythagorean theorem. It does not matter anymore at Madison Square Garden. And we are at Studio 34 here at Rock and Riley's, directly across the street from the garden which will no longer be operated by Phil Jackson I got a lot of stuff to get out real quick but then I want to hear from you Donnie Burns uh you know I'm happy about this I think it's finally time I tweeted uh we finally got rid of one delusional septuagenarian maybe uh you never know maybe we'll get rid of another one by the time this year is out um okay I give it to you that he drafted Christoph Porzingis right sure I'm gonna give you that absolutely everything else has been completely horrible and has been through triangle shaped lenses this is an antiquated system this is not the way like back in the 90s when he had it the 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 double post the triangle it was smart if you listen to the fantasy freestyle you know that i have been saying for a while now that the golden state warriors part of what they are doing is changing the math and the spacing and the geometry of basketball well that includes the triangle when you you know the three-point shot has changes it does not work many offenses i would say every offense in the nba probably has some kind of like triangle principles like when you have your shooters go to the corners and stuff I understand that but it is not to do exclusively then you have the melodrama with Carmelo Anthony yes Carmelo is a flawed player but I gotta tell you this he really showed 
class and being a professional in this drama with Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was trying to push Melo out for about two years, and Melo just, you know, did his job, had multiple opportunities, but really never fired back at Phil. Phil also, I mean... Pennies on the dollar for guys like Tyson Chandler when we got back. Yvonne Calderon, are you kidding me? When we traded then J.R. Smith and Iman Shumpert, who proved to be pieces on a championship-winning team, and we got back Lance Thomas. Remember the three-way trade when we traded away Tim Hardaway Jr., and we got back Jerry and Grant, of all things? Remember thinking that Derrick Rose was going to be a good idea? And during football season... I talked about the Brock Osweiler contract as a four-year, $72 million noose around the franchise. You know what Joachim Noah's contract is? Four years, $72 million. And he had surgery again, and everybody in the league knew he was done. Who's taking his three-year, 50-some-odd million now? Probably no one. He also was off-putting to any high-end free agents because they knew they weren't going to play there for an antiquated system. He decided to hire Derek Fisher, who still is in a love triangle with Matt Barnes. He wouldn't go on road trips. And we expect him to believe that he scouted a kid from France because he has a long wingspan and would be good for the isosceles triangle? Are you kidding me? Ding dong, Phil Jackson is gone. What say you, Donnie Burns? Yeah, well, I'm glad uh, James Dolan finally, you know, stuck up for himself. And that you mentioned that Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. That one hurt me a lot. I thought he was one of the better young players at that time. And he's been playing. I mean, I was a big fan of him. So I'm glad they finally got rid of him. I think they kind of unloaded him when he was starting to talk crazy about trading Chris Stops because he was missing meetings and what have you. Right. So, you know. Good riddance, I guess. Good riddance. And also, honestly, everybody, you know how and we're going to get into another team trying to build a big three in a second. But you know how everybody wants to build a big three. Everybody wants to build a big three. He also, this kid, and, and listen, I don't know. This kid, Frank Nic- Nicolina, Don? Nitella Kina. Nitella, there, you go. Yeah, there you go. He <laughs> may turn out to be just fine, okay? But everyone says he's a prospect. He's a project. It's going to take some time. Everybody wants to build a big three. Don, if you had Carmelo Anthony, Kristaps Porzingis, and, oh, I don't know, Malik Monk, might that be enough to try to uh, try to attract a high-end free agent and go to war in the Eastern Conference? It is, but the, the thing with that was Malik Monk was on the Knicks' radar for about a few weeks. Like, he almost up until draft time, the thing with him was his defensive efficiency was extremely low, and the Knicks, that's something they struggle with. They're not the best defensive team in the world. Fair enough. I, you know, they've had... Uh, you know, electric scores. Malik Monk is an electric score. They've had the likes of J.R. Smith. Sometimes that doesn't work. So, and he's an undersized two guard at that. So, uh, they kind of went with a different approach. And I personally like it. I think that was the best option at that point in time. But um, yeah, I mean, Malik Monk wouldn't have been a great fit in my opinion. All right, but anybody. Give me Dennis Smith Jr. You know he likes to Him sling well. that wood I in his pants. You know what I'm talking does. about? You know he's slinging that wood. That's his special skill as a 14-year-old. Maybe uh, maybe Lovey Smith will give him a D1 offer because he was uh, you know, at age 14. But I digress. I digress about that. Let's get into this other big move here in the NBA that happened today, Donnie Burns. I know you said you wanted to talk about it, and I have questions for you about it. Um, 
CP3, Chris Paul, traded to the Rockets for Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, Sam Decker, and a top three protected pick. First of all, Jerry West doing it again in the, in Los Angeles with the Clippers. They knew uh, that Chris Paul, they were not going to resign him. So they get... They get some legitimate assets back, Donnie. From a Clippers standpoint, if you know you're not going to have Chris Paul moving forward, if you know you weren't going to give him $50 million as a 35-year-old point guard, this is about the best haul you can get, no? From the Clippers side? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was going to say, if you kind of asked me who got the better part of this trade, I would probably say the Clippers. And, you know, I'm a big fan of Patrick Beverly. Mm -hmm. All-team defense pretty much. Every year, Lou Williams could heat it yeah, up too, and they have the potential in that 2018 first round pick. So I like where they're going with that. On the other side of that, the Rockets now have two point guards. Where do you you spent the whole season? Thank you. You know, this kind is going to be my question James for you. Into that mold, exactly. Of the, the one guard, and now he's going backwards, and that. Will hurt his chances at MVP because the big talk about MVP was, oh, James Harden's right. leading his team and a different. You know, position. So right. it's, it's so that's what I was going to ask you because you know you're coaching the kids, right? You're coaching the Correct. kids, and so that was me. That was my thought also. Here wasn't J- didn't James Harden just have his best season ever because he was in that D'Antoni system and the ball was in his hands. That's why he. You know, we all said yes. Russell Westbrook deserved the MVP award, triple double, blah blah blah. James Harden like. Almost had a triple-double also, you know what I'm saying? Had a great season, and we were talking all season long that it was because of the way this was structured. Now you have Chris Paul, who... Granted, is you know likely a Hall of Famer, right? And still, pro- and still has it. But how does that work? How does that work now with them trying to share the ball and jack up shots? Um, and 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 what else do you think they still need if they're actually going to be a, a big three out west, Donnie? It really ruins their dynamic now right. because Chris Paul, like you said, will eventually probably be a Hall of Famer. He will demand the ball. He's not a two guard. Right. He's a point guard. So. It's not a matter of uh, will they be putting James Harden to the two guard because they will be doing that. Um, I feel like they got the I get not the worst. I don't want to say worst because Chris Paul's a fantastic player, but they lost a lot of pieces. You need pieces for a championship team, and they lost that in the you know the potential of their young guys with that pick as well as one of the best defenders in the league. So. You know, I feel like the Rockets went backwards a little bit. Uh, you know, Chris Paul isn't young either. So Right. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, there's still rumors out there right now that the Knicks are still looking to get a buyout maybe from Carmelo. They're still looking to trade him. Last time when he was a free agent, he went and took a visit down in Houston. So you never know. But it's going to be interesting in the next week, Donnie, of how teams try to organize themselves to uh, – take their shot at the Golden State Warriors. There's definitely going to be some movement. Free agency begins over the weekend. We got the sports movie, greatest of all time, brackets going on too. In the basketball region, Donnie Burns, we got the six seed. He got game. My man Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray Allen back in the day. Denzel was in that movie as well. What's going up against Glory Road? If you don't know about Glory Road, it was kind of like a team in the civil rights era um, in like the 60s down in Texas. It was the first kind of all African-American team. And, um, you know, they were kind of being um, not accepted, shall we say. A lot of people are voting right now. And thanks to everybody at FNTSY Radio. And thank you to everybody who's following me at Spittin' Speeds. 
77% right now, riding with Jesus Shuttlesworth, and he's got game. Donnie Burns, I always ask you because we've got that generational thing going. Have you seen both of these movies? I have not. Really? Yeah. I have actually not seen Glory Road. I do know about Jesus Shuttlesworth, yo, back in the day. It was like a high school star in New York City, and this was like when I was coming up. I almost likened him to like what Stefan Marbury was doing as a high school student at Lincoln High School in New York. And then in the football brackets, we've got uh, the number one seed, Rudy, up against the number 16 seed, Little Giants. Right now, Rudy is winning, but not by as much as you would think. And uh, right now, we also got people out there. We also got people out there that are uh you know thinking that little giants kind of got screwed shout out to my man big time timmy jim on twitter that's saying little giants should not have been a 16 seed um and that he check this out could fill buckets with the tears that he has shed watching both movies so that's a strong advocacy for the little giants although the number one seed rudy is in fact leading the vote right now you still have time to vote at fntsy radio come on back because after the break we're going to get into football we're previewing not one not two but three different football leagues one of them had a game where michael vick beat terrell owens last night I'm serious. You want to find out what I'm talking about? Come on back. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician. You heard that one right, too, right? Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Shout out, as usual, to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the servicemen and women out there on the American Forces Radio Network getting a taste of home. Speeds is fitting statistician and Donnie Burns on the one and twos blowing up like a Samsung 7. We're going to get into football right now. Remember, I'm doing my spotlight on a different NFL team every day here on the Fantasy Freestyle. And we're in the AFC North this week. So we talked about the Bengals. We talked about the Ravens. Those are teams that I'm kind of I'm a little down on this year. I don't think Andy Dalton is going to do it without that offensive line. I think the Ravens are the definition of an uninspiring team. And today we go a notch lower. And we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. Here's the thing. Everybody remembers them from like, you know, being like 0-16 and, and being a laughing stock. I'm here to tell you It's going to be better this year. That doesn't mean I expect them to contend for a playoff spot or anything like that. But I do think they are developing. And here's why. I think, you know, they invested that, uh, you know, that money ball theory. They had something like 12 draft picks. You got to give these time, kids time to develop. I believe in Hugh Jackson. I think he now has two options at quarterback. Okay. You got Cody Kessler. I believe in Cody Kessler, the, the first round, the third round kid, rookie out of USC. I don't know if you know this, but he had a 92.3 QB rating last year. He was, like, decent, okay? And then you also have Deshaun Kaiser, who they took in the second round. He's the guy who, like, they ultimately want to start. But I think what you have here is a legitimate competition where someone is going to have to rise to the top. I guess that could also be Brock Osweiler, although I do not expect it. This is no fantasy goodness, really. If you want to try to get a guy like Kaiser 
in a dynasty league late, then I think that's okay. Here's where it gets interesting in fantasy. I think it gets interesting when it comes to the running back position. My man Corey Parson has officially sold me on Isaiah Crowell. He is the fantasy executive's number 10 overall running back, and I think that's a decent place to put him. Okay, And you're going to not think that. You're going to not want that as your low-end RB1. Okay, But that's actually where he is. If you can somehow get him as your RB2, I think you're doing real, real nice. He's running behind what is now, in my opinion, one of the top eh, six offensive lines in the NFL, and I think it's very reasonable to say that he can get 900 yards, 950 yards, 1,000 yards, 8 touchdowns, and with about 40 receptions. Duke Johnson is your PPR back. He's going to get you 50, maybe 60 receptions this year, but he's not a threat unless you're in PPR settings. I do, however, think Isaiah Crowell is value for you, okay? He is value for you in round 3, potentially. I think you can get, if you get him in round three, you'd be very happy to do so. If you're in a draft and he is still there for you, Isaiah Crowell is going to produce and be under the radar for you as someone you can ride with on your fantasy team. On the wideouts, listen, Kenny Britt, you know, his floor is... You know, not horrible. That's the thing. Like, he's got a kind of safe floor. My man, the fantasy executive, has him as wideout 41. I think he can do better than that. Listen, he had 68 catches and 1,002 yards last year with guys like Case Keenum and Jared Goff. The fact that we're talking about Cody Kessler or Deshaun Kaiser, that is actually not a step down. I don't, and remember, Terrell Pryor last year as the wideout one for this team, you know, also had 1,008. Eight yards receiving. There's no reason Kenny Britt can't get you 70 catches, can't get you 1,000 yards. That is good enough to be a wide receiver three for your team. Again, with Britt and with Crowell, those are going to be two guys that people are thinking, eh, I don't really want them. They're on the Browns. Those two guys might produce. However, my Fugazi, when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, is their tight end, this kid David Njuku, their rookie out of Miami. Listen, I don't know if you know this, okay, but tight end is the hardest position for rookies to pick up in the NFL. You have to know the entire route tree as a pass catcher, but you also have to know new blocking schemes that you never realized in college. Tight end is the hardest position for rookies to come in and make an impact. And Joku may be in an offense where you're like, oh, wait, Gary Barnage was there. He's not there anymore. There was real production. There was a time where the Browns tight end was a legit. Legitimate startable tight end. If you want to take that risk, go ahead. But Speeds, the spitting statistician, is saying that he is my Fugazi on the Browns. You need to forget about him. All right. I will say this, though. I told you the Browns are getting a little bit better. I think they are going to win some games. And so you got to figure out, Speeds, what do you mean? Where are the games? Show me four or five games. And that's what I set out to do. I look at their schedule. I am going to give you five wins for the Cleveland Browns that are very possible, okay? First of all, they're going to be favorites when they are at home against the New York Jets in Week 5. They host the Jets in Week 5. They're going to be favorites. I'm going to give that game to the Cleveland Browns. Remember how I'm saying that I'm a little bit down on the Bengals and on the Ravens? 
in the division, I think when they're they're going to win one of those two games, home against the Ravens or home against the Bengals, I think they win one of those two. And interestingly enough, they host the Cincinnati Bengals in week four. Then they have the Jets at home in week five. There is a universe where they could be like two and three at, at after week five, literally building some momentum, okay? So I know it sounds crazy, but it is actually possible you could see a two-game winning streak when they host the Bengals and then host the Jets week four and five. Then... They also host the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. They host the Minnesota Vikings this year. What about, I look, who do they play right after their bye? They have a road game right after their bye, but it's the Detroit Lions. That's not a crazy home field advantage. That's possible. You know what else is possible? They play the NFC North. Week 16 at Chicago. By week 16, we could be talking about Deshaun Kaiser versus Mitchell. Don't call me Mitch Trubisky in that game. I'm telling you, there's options between the Jets, a Bengals home game, a Ravens home game, a Jaguars home game, a Minnesota home game. Who knows if Sam Bradford is healthy by then after the buyout Detroit. At Chicago, week 16. Those are seven opportunities that I think are actual opportunities where they have probably a win percentage right now of over 35, 40%. It's possible. So, given that, the fact that the over under on the Cleveland Browns is four and a half, I say pass. I'm not saying take the over per se, but do not autoplay the under on the Cleveland Browns this year. I think they're going in the right direction. I think the division in terms of specifically the Ravens and Bengals are not are coming back down. I think this is possible and I think they're a team ascending, especially you never know. I think Cody Kessler is a legitimate and NFL quarterback. He will have a job in the NFL for years, and you never know about Deshaun Kaiser. Don, tell me why I'm crazy. Well, you're not cra- Well, you're only crazy for one reason. I do kind of agree with you. I am buying into Corey Parsons' man crush on Isaiah, Isaiah Crowell. Crowell. But here's why I disagree with you. Njoku is probably out of all the top tight ends that were drafted the, is the most athletic. So I still think he holds value in things like best ball formats. Because while he can't block, he still isn't a fantastic tight end. So I kind of disagree with you there. But Do you think Njoku would be one of the top 12 tight ends in fantasy this year? No. Do you think he'll be one of the top 15? Mm, no. That's why I'm saying best ball, though. Okay, in best ball yeah. leagues. All right. So, so maybe he he's the best ball. A value. He's not completely. But here's the thing. I think David Njoku is kind of guy that you draft. Okay, I'll give you the best ball point, Don. You're absolutely right. But like, he's the kind of guy that someone's like going to try to hype up just because they want to be right on the off chance that it actually hits. That's true. But in the same light, you are speaking on Cody Kessler being not that bad of a quarterback. The only knock on Joku is his blocking. I know that does get harder moving up to the NFL, but he could surprise some people. I do agree with you. He is, if he isn't able to kind of learn that system, he will be almost rendered useless. But 
um, you know, we shall see. We shall see. Put a gun to my head. I say I think the Cleveland Browns go four and twelve. Four and twelve this year. Yeah, I think that, which is an improvement. Okay, and I tell you this, I give them more. I'll tell they might go five and eleven. But here's the thing: I'll tell you this, they will not. not, They will not have the worst record in the NFL. Agreed. I will bet that. I bet that right now that the Cleveland Browns will will not not have the worst record record in the NFL. Unfortunately, I think that goes to my own New York Jets. 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 (laughs) so agree with that. But I'm okay, man. I'm all with hashtag suck for Sam, yo. On the Fantasy Freestyle, every week after college football, we're going to be giving you Sam Darnold stats, Josh Rosen stats. We're going to be giving you my man Lamar Jackson stats. You really like Sam Darnold, huh? I do like Sam Darnold. I think he's a camp. He did torch those I think he's a camp miss. I think he is a face of a franchise for 12 years after he comes out. Wow. High praise. I'm I'm serious. Might write that down. Like, yo, since he will be the highest, highest touted quarterback prospect since Andrew I was going to say more so than Andrew Luck. He will be since Andrew Luck. So that means more More than than, Jameis Winston. More than Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. He will be since Andrew Luck. But let me tell you something else. And Donnie. The, the the listeners don't disagree with us. Let me tell you something, okay? We put up the poll all the time about, uh, you know, like where the, the, the listeners think that they'll finish. And what if I told you that right now 9% of people think the Cleveland Browns are a Super Bowl contender? You think that's just trolling? Yeah. yeah. They do that not. sometimes. The trollers are going to troll. Trollers are going to troll sometimes. But um, what if I told you that there was a, there was a uh, football game last night? Where Michael Vick beat Terrell Owens 64-41. Did you know that flag football is trying to do its thing? There's the American Flag Football League. They had their inaugural game of the season in San Jose. Ocho Cinco was involved. Justin Forsett was involved. These are real These are real players, kind of like the big three almost. I'm glad Justin Forsett was involved because he wasn't very involved in us. Fair enough, but if Ocho Cinco, Terrell Owens is out there, Michael Vick, and yo, Michael Vick in flag football would be pretty crazy. I, I would think so. And here's the other thing. I think this is a viable option. Everybody who's talking about how dangerous football is flag football is a safe way you know to still enjoy the game and quite frankly uh i'm not alone i'm gonna tell you who else is doing this drew Brees is saying that he wants to start a huge flag football league he's saying this is an opportunity to quote unquote save the game of football he says this would be filling a void that is much needed check this out drew Brees. i would not let my kids play tackle football right now because i don't think that's necessary i don't think it's fun at this level there's too much risk associated with putting pads on right now so how can i still allow them to enjoy the game it well flag football i think flag football is the perfect alternative to parents who have concerns about concussions and injuries you're still able to to enjoy the game but in a fun safe and competitive environment i'm telling you man maybe maybe uh the violence will stop but football will take a flag kind of form michael vick terrell owens that star power behind the league i didn't know this was even going on uh but they had their first game in san jose last night michael vick's team won 64 41 what do you think don did did, was this even on your radar? No, I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it, you know, 10 minutes ago. I had no idea they were even doing Yo, that. Yo, so check it out. I mean, I think it's an interesting idea, especially when you talk about all the, you know, all the uh, health and safety risks of football. And listen, I've been telling you guys, during summer, people will watch anything, okay? They, they're putting, like, drone racing on ESPN2 these days. So right now, when other people... 
are now starting to think about fantasy football, you should have already thought about it. Go and get that Roto Experts package right now. That is a draft package that is going to hook you up. We got a special promo code over the July 4th holiday for the biggest discount ever. You need to go out and get that Roto Experts uh, you know, fantasy football package. When we come back, we're going to check out the scores around Major League Baseball, see who's winning some cash tonight. We'll tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on a Wednesday. We are live from Studio 34 and Rock and Riley's. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. Let me tell you what's going on so far already in Major League Baseball. The Indians have gotten a run on you, Darvish. They're up one nothing in the bottom of the third. The Twins have gotten runs off of Rick Porcello. They are up 2 nothing in the third inning. The Mets are up 3-0 on the Marlins in the third inning as Drupal Cabrera with his seventh home run of the season. He doesn't like playing second base, but he's got to like going yard. Brewers, Ryan Braun has just gone yard, and the Brewers take a 2-1 lead on the Reds. The Royals are up on the Tigers 1-0. That game in the fourth inning. Blue Jays up in Toronto 1-0 in support of the guy I told you Marcus Stroman tonight, and the Nats all over John Lackey. They're up 5 nothing. I'll tell you if uh, I'm not sure if Trey Turner stole another base yet, but Matt Wieters has gone yard for his 7th of the season. Anthony Rendon for his 15th. And the Pirates are all over the returning rook, uh, young guy, Blake Snell. Pirates up 4-1 in the third inning. I'm checking to see right now if, if uh, you know Trey Turner has stolen another base in that game. Uh, it looks like he might have. It looks like he might have. I mean, he did get on, and he did score a run. I'm going to check that out as we move forward. And also, this uh, greatest movie of all time thing is starting to narrow. The Little Giants making a run on Rudy. That's a 116 matchup. Remember, we're getting some uh, people out there thinking that Little Giants should have been a higher seed. Shout out to big time Timmy Jim out there that is, uh, you know, saying both movies got him emotional, Little Giants and Rudy. And Jesus Shuttlesworth is making it pop off. He got game big over Glory Road right now. And we previewed the Cleveland Browns, and while Donnie Burns and myself both think that they're gonna on the upswing, they're going to get better winning maybe four or five games this year, still 62% of you still say they are a threat to pick in the top five in next year's draft where my man Sam Darnold will most likely go, hopefully, though. He's going to go to my team, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Come on back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. We're going to break it down a little bit more, see what else is going on in the NBA. Moves are plenty here. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back tomorrow. Oh, oh! Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24 24- Fantasy Sports Radio Network news update on the hour.